The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Some men are born to be great leaders. And some are destined for artistic or scientific notoriety. But there are a few who are born to show us just how rotten humans can be. Now, I see nothing wrong with living for life's pleasures. I'm not one to shy away from a good time. But our subject for the lesson today took it to the next level. We can either rule or have a good time. History has often shown us that we can't have both. At least not for long. The universe doesn't give with both hands, and Caligula is proof and point of that. Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to my lair. I've been busy searching the planet for some good lessons for us, and today is a doozy. It is I, your host, the not-so-evil queen, Joshua Waters. And thank you for joining me on Rotten to the Core. I have been taken in some sun as the days grow warmer and even started fishing. I found a cute little glittery nail polish that looks like fish scales. You know, balance. I enjoy catfishing, but more for the adrenaline rush of getting a fish on. Catfish, if you didn't know, live on the bottom, like me. I cast my line out, put the pole in the holder, and show some skin for all those cute country boys who are also fishing. The dating apps aren't working. Time to go act confused at the fishing holes. Where does this go? What does this do? Speaking of bottom dwellers, that brings up our lesson. The first Roman emperor who was assassinated, Gaius Julius Caesar Germanicus, or, as he's better known, Caligula. Now, his first name, Caligula, is Latin for little boots. I assume that meant he had a teeny weeny, but it was actually given to him as a child when some soldiers made him a little pair of boots. Aww. Ain't that just the sweetest little thing? Well, enjoy that feeling, because that's the last wholesome thing in this story. 
Full disclosure, the only thing I remembered about Caligula was from the episode of The Golden Girls. Sophia gets caught in the middle of a married couple who was seeking a new wife, and she believes that they were siblings. When she finds out that they're married, she says, Well, if it isn't Miss Caligula, why don't you come in and pull up a whip? I thought he was just a horny emperor, but there was so much more to discover. Caligula was born in Antium, Italy in August of 12 AD. So, you know, a few days ago. His father, Germanicus, died when he was seven, and like most ancient Roman deaths, it was probably murder. His mother, Agrippina, love her name, took Caligula and his siblings to Rome, and she started to show her ass. That's hillbilly speak for someone who makes an arrogant scene, not what I do to find a date. Agrippina became a hated enemy of the current and second Roman emperor, Tiberius. Throughout the next several years, Caligula became the only male heir left alive, and his mama was exiled to an island 20 miles away. Shady Pines, ma! By the age of 19, Caligula joined the emperor Tiberius on the island of Capri, where the latter had begun ruling from seclusion. It's believed that is where he began to educate Caligula on how to rule Rome, along with some pervy sexual stuff as well. Emperor Tiberius had what he called his little fishes, who were kids that would swim under him and, they say, nibble on his private bits. Yep, that pervert emperor had kids putting their mouth on his junk. And that's who was teaching Caligula how to rule. Remember that nice, warm feeling I told you to hold on to earlier? Yeah, well, keep a tight grip, honey. It just gets worse from here. To the surprise of everyone, Tiberius never had Caligula killed. Historians describe Caligula as an excellent natural actor who recognized the danger he was in and hid his resentment towards Tiberius. An observer said of Caligula, Never was there a better servant or a worse master. When Tiberius died in 37 AD, he really left things a bit messy. He left both his grandson, also named Tiberius, and Caligula as co-rulers of Rome. Well, old Caligula quickly claimed the leadership, and he was supported by the Senate, who nulled Emperor Tiberius's will of having two leaders. Shortly after that, it is believed that his grandson Tiberius died by forced suicide, like Marilyn Monroe. Well, things started off pretty dang well for Caligula. The first several months of his reign were celebrated. The people of Rome were happy because he was the son of Germanicus, who was loved and popular, happy that he wasn't Tiberius, and optimistic for the future. He was pretty much loved by all of his subjects, and they started sacrificing thousands of animals in his name. You know, when I was crowned, in lieu of animal sacrifice, I requested flowers and the beating heart of an enemy. 
but over 100,000 animal sacrifices were done in the name of Caligula. I guess that's one way to go about it. He then began to give the people what they wanted. More money and more things to do, like gladiator games. There was a good reason as to why so many people loved him. He was like the absent parent who brings gifts whenever they actually do show up. As I said, Caligula was the only male sibling left alive, but he also had a few sisters whom it is believed that he had sexual relations with. It was mentioned a lot when I was researching, but tell me another historical ruler who doesn't have a few sister mothers and they're mostly straight family trees. This was early A.D. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me that his is focused on when most people were actively marrying their family at that time. I feel like it's just stressed on him because he failed at his job and they're, okay, he's a failure, so now it's bad. But the rest of us, how you doing, sis? Caligula did love his sisters a lot, and they were probably his only trusted company. Sometime during his first year as emperor, Caligula became ill from something mysterious, probably poisoning. It was during that time that he set up his favorite sister Drusilla with a marriage with a man who is believed to be one of his lovers, Marcus Lepidius. Not long after that, Caligula would suffer loss again when his beloved and favorite sister, Drusilla, died. That seemed to be the real turning point when he turned from a happy ruler into a more sadistic one. He was crushed by her death and wouldn't let her body be taken until it probably began to smell. He then had a statue of her made and declared her a goddess. I mean, he saw himself as a god, so of course, she had to be a goddess, too. You know, I didn't even know that was an option. Forget about sainthood. What are the requirements to become a goddess after death? Asking for a friend. After the death of his sister and his mysterious illness, Caligula really began to, let's say, let loose. In his first year, Caligula is said to have blown through an enormous inheritance left to him by Tiberius, over two billion of the silver coins that they used. I'm not doing the math. He began to raise taxes and search for all the ways to make money, and at the same time, continued to blow through it on his lavish and horny lifestyle. In the gladiator ring, he even began to auction off the lives of gladiators. That one was pretty wild to me. I know some people enjoy watching two muscled, sweaty men fighting, but why's it gotta be all the way to death? Sidebar. How is wrestling not considered just the queerest thing ever? Crowds of screaming men cheering on two well-built, oiled-up men in teeny-weeny keenies? Ugh. The homosexuality of it all. Speaking of homosexuality, no, not me. Caligula wasn't disconcerning about who he was sexual with. It seemed that if they had a pulse, they had a chance. 
He really gives me power bottom twink energy. Do you know the giant obelisk in Rome? Well, it is now known as the Vatican Obelisk, and it was brought there by Caligula, and it's still there today. He started construction on aqueducts, a pontoon bridge, and best of all, two giant ships floated on Lake Nemi. These babies were no simple pleasure cruisers. The smallest was a temple to the goddess Diana, who is connected to the moon. The largest was a floating marble palace. It was one of the largest vessels in the world at the time, and it contained quantities of marble, mosaic floors, heating, and plumbing, and other amenities such as baths. Lake Nimi was considered sacred, and normally no ships could sail on its water, so he had complete privacy to do as he wished. Both of the ships were burned and sunk after his death. They laid at the bottom of the lake until Mussolini had the lake drained and the ships recovered and put into a museum. I thought that was pretty neat, considering it was Mussolini. They were available to see until they were eventually bombed during World War II and destroyed for a second time. Now, everything I'm about to tell you is all up for debate. Caligula is known for his sexual depravity, but it is all debated among historians. He was popular with his people, but the Senate eventually grew to hate him. Often throughout history, when a ruler fails, they are usually accused of some form of sexual depravity. Some believe it could all be fabricated by his enemies after his death in an attempt to gain support for the new emperor. I just wanted you all to know. We are all pretty much well aware of how history can be twisted to suit a certain group's agenda, aren't we? Caligula, as I said, is believed to have had sex with his own sisters, but that he also sold them to other men for sex. He would take any other man's wife that he wanted and fornicate with her, then go back into the room in front of everybody and her husband and loudly brag about what he just did to her. His own wife he would strip naked at parties and show everyone what a lucky man he was, sometimes believing to even have had sex with her in front of others. Alongside that, he was having relationships with men as well. But again, most of this came out after his death and is believed to be a smear campaign against him. And we all know Romans were pretty open about, let's say, backdoor fun. Honestly, I don't kink shame, and none of that sounds as bad as the former Emperor Tiberius having kids biting his junk in the damn pool. Blech. Maybe it's just me and my lifestyle, but if you've ever heard of a circuit party, Caligula was a walk in the park, honey. What I find horrible about Caligula is not his sexual appetite. My belief has always been... It's no one's business what people do sexually as long as all participants are consenting and of age, which for me is 35 and up. Who gives a damn if a rich, decently attractive, wealthy emperor was a slut? We don't slut shame in my history class. Caligula became more sadistic as time went on. He began to kill people just out of boredom. 
During a game, he had a whole section of the audience thrown into the arena to be eaten by lions. He sent his army on a faraway trek to a beach to literally collect shells. And he turned his palace into a brothel. It is even said that when he grew tired of the incompetence around him, he threatened to make his horse a console and appoint a priest to serve him. To me, I feel like that would was just a blank threat. Like, uh, if you guys don't start acting up, I'm going to get my dang horse to replace you. That's how dumb you're being. My horse could do a better job. In Roman political culture, insanity and sexual perversity were often presented hand-in-hand with the poor government. He was especially hard on the Senate and nobles of Rome, who were, aside from him, the most powerful people. Can you guess where this is going? In 40 AD, Caligula informed the Senate that he planned to relocate to Alexandria, Egypt, and be worshipped as a living god. They were appalled that the emperor would leave glorious Rome and started a plan of assassination. Fun fact, I was raised in Alexandria. Indiana, though. It is believed that the plot to assassinate him was planned by three men, but that the entire Senate was in on it. On January 24th of 41 AD, Caligula was walking alone down a stone alleyway beneath his palace. He was approached by a member of the Senate, whom he probably greeted unsuspectingly. That man was named Chirea, and he was the first to stab the emperor. Once the first knife had stabbed him, Caligula was then rushed by a group of men who all began to stab him. In the few minutes it took for the guard to arrive, Caligula was stabbed over 30 times and lied dead on the ground. The conspirators then killed Caligula's wife and then his daughter, who was murdered by having her head crushed in. His only surviving family was his uncle, who was found in the palace by a soldier found hiding under a curtain. He was then taken away to safety. He would become the next to lead, Emperor Claudius. Caligula's body was placed under turf until it was burned and entombed by his sisters. He was buried in the mausoleum of Augustus, but in 410 A.D., During the sack of Rome, the ashes in the tomb were scattered. Today, Caligula is considered sexually depraved and bloodthirsty, along with incredibly incompetent. He allowed his power to get into his head and become conceited and, surprise, surprise, thought of himself as a god. But I know all kinds of men who have that mentality with not nearly that amount of wealth that Caligula had. He was said to have been very pale, tall, thin, and unshapely. What would he be? The god of bean poles? My belief is that Caligula was just a young, wealthy man with power who enjoyed all the fun that that offered him versus the task of actually ruling a vast empire. 
He was on guard for most of his life since birth, and when he finally got enough power to feel safe, or so he thought, he decided to indulge in his every dirty, horny, and rotten thought. Caligula, you nasty. I think the lesson for today is to keep your bedroom door shut. Don't mess with the wealth of the richest people around you, and groups of men in back alleys aren't always a good time. But what do you guys think? Was Caligula a sexually depraved sadist? Or just a young, dumb, horny man who was completely unequipped and naive to rule an empire such as Rome? Well, my darlings, I appreciate you for joining me on our lesson about Caligula today. I hope you enjoyed learning about him and thinking over what was true about him. I love with history how we can think something full-heartedly about someone and then BAM! have a completely different view of them. It's so easy to forget that these grand leaders from our past were just human like us, no matter how much they might think of themselves as gods. If you enjoy Rotten to the Core, come follow me on Instagram or Patreon. Both of them are at It's Rotten to the Core. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to talk to a man about building a big boat. I will talk at you all later. Be happy, find peace, and don't hurt others. I bid thee adieu. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.